Welcome back to the Private Practice Playbook, the industry's number one podcast for doctors who want to hear the truths about entrepreneurship that no one else in the private practice industry will tell you. Now, before we dive in, you need to understand one thing. It's one thing to sit at home, in your car, or on a plane, absorbing knowledge through a pair of headphones. But nothing compares to being live, in person, with tens, hundreds, and sometimes thousands of like-minded doctors and team members at one of Jay's live events. Attending live adds another level of commitment to implementing what you learn, getting questions answered on the spot, and networking with other growth-minded doctors. This summer, Jay will host his annual Practice Growth Summit, where we'll welcome over 1,500 doctors and team members from around the world who will gather for two full days in Las Vegas to learn from industry experts and business leaders in one of the most engaging atmospheres we could create. And no one is capable of recreating. Bringing to the stage, Heisman Trophy winner, Tim Tebow, celebrity dentist and inventor of Zoom whitening, Dr. Bill Dorfman, NFL superstar, primetime, Deion Sanders, host of the hit show, The Doctors, Travis Stork, and several others. Join Jay and his all-star lineup live in Las Vegas this June 15th through the 16th at Caesars Palace. Learn more by calling 770-518-7575. All right, so welcome to the private practice playbook podcast. So I thought today we would talk about uh, one of my all-time favorite subjects. And I'm actually going to be pretty brief uh, on this podcast, but I I think uh, it's uh, maybe way overdue, all right? And so um, it's that time of the year. I, I our, for our coaching clients, I see them uh, two days, twice a year. And then in between, we're doing other things, maybe an event or something of that nature. And so um, I have been – was working on this idea, you know, like – I mean, if you imagine, you know, your car gets dirty. I was skiing um, – a couple times this year and I had a rental car and it's funny when you drive and all of you that live in snow know this, right? When you drive the car and the streets are slushy and wet and and all of a sudden your car is just very, very dirty, right? So you you take a car, you know, you, you take your car to the car wash and and you know, the thing, you know, sprays it and cleans it off. And then, you know, you could literally go right back out and get it dirty again. But so what I want to kind of treat this sort of like that, and what we want to do is to do a do a scrub, you know, like uh we'll take a subject and then imagine if there could be like a car wash you would go through and and then and you know, if you if you think about it, like a lot of things are that way, right? Sort of like we 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 know that you know you can make a new habit in 21 days, and so you know every day you should write a couple of thank you notes, and then every day you should take these vitamins, and every day you should go to the gym and do this, right? And it's funny that stuff will start to overwhelm you, but we're going to talk about one today that I think is it's number one, it's always been the issue, and number two is that COVID made it worse. And so we're going to talk about this idea of excuses. And we're going to particularly talk about your excuses. We're not going to talk about mine. We're going to talk about your excuses. And believe me, every one of you listening to this makes 
lots of excuses. And the way this works, though, is that when it comes to your own excuses, they're, they're sort of like emotional baggage, you know, like, so the way we have to approach this is we have to, you know, we're going to define it. We need to talk about the language of excuses, and then we need some practical applications. And so uh, the, the New York Post had an article saying that the average American had roughly uh, made 2,100 excuses uh, on an annualized basis. So, you know, it's a little bit horrifying. So if we take the 2,100 and we just simply do by 12, that's 175. And then if we take and we divide that by 30, that's roughly six. So that means that the average American, and, and you have to remember that if you are really good at this, you're probably using 10, 12, 13, 14, and you're, you know, you're using up the other person's, right, seven. So if we think about developing an amazing practice, well, what do you think everybody with a bad practice has in common? Yeah, they share the same excuses. I mean, it's not rocket science, right? And so, you know, um, and, and the excuses, it was funny, I, I was getting my teeth cleaned in an office the other day and, and delightful hygienist, and she was like, Jay, it's so nice to meet you. And, and the clients, you know, a coaching client, and they have a fun practice. And she said, oh, I have to be honest. Uh, I said, I had heard about you guys before, and I have to be honest, it, and it just wasn't good. And I said, really? Well, from who? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, did they work with us? And she was like, no. But now I've been working with you guys. This is really fun. And everything you do is really, really great. I was, I was kind of laughing. I was like, okie dokie. So for instance, one of the, one of the most, I, I was like, well, great. See, because I'm sitting here thinking, well, everyone should know that. But the reason they don't know that is because of excuses. So people use excuses. So here's a great excuse, right? So if you make up a story about something, like for instance, if, you know, there's a lot of doctors who make up this story that, well, you know, uh, for instance, um, oh, I know what they do. Well, you don't know what we do because you've never been a client. That's a total lie. You know nothing about what we do. Oh, I know that, you know, I don't need that, right? See, like, I don't need that. Well, there's another excuse. So we're going to break these out. And it's the language of excuses. And so the gift and what I want to tell you today is this, is that you've got to scrub your language. Kind of like when you go through a car wash, you want the dirt off the car. So you've got to clean this up. So, and listen, the average is six. So starting right now, just start listening to what you're saying now. And here's what I want you to remember. If we draw, like if you draw an image of you, right, and you're kind of the original influencer, and then you have these people that work for you, and then you have your family, and then you have your patients. And so, and the very important thing is when you're a person of influence is not to use the language of excuses. And so the language of excuses is this this uh, really convenient way of positioning the world. So let's go through what the top excuses are. So um, we're just going to take a look at one, two, three. And so two and three are, uh, I believe two is money. Uh, they're so close, you could literally interchange them. And then three is time. So let's take two and three. So two and three are the, uh, the, the second most common and the third most common are as follows. I don't have time, okay? So 
This is one that is uh, just beyond, can I say the word pathetic? So there is a clock. The clock, uh, there is 24 hours in every day. Uh, The sun rises and sets. Every hour has 60 minutes. I mean, and it's the same for every single human being walking the face of the earth. There are watches, Apple watches, Apple watches, uh, uh, clocks on your phone. I mean, the fact that today, in today's day and age, that anyone would use the excuse, I don't have time, is, I just can't even, I can't even fathom it. And, and so why does that get developed? Well, it gets developed because it's just super easy to say. And really, if you want to fix the language, you would say something like this, you know, I, I can't do that because I have lost complete control of my time and I am incapable of or unwilling to take the time to do it. See, that would be the honest way of, of responding to something. It, 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 but, it, but we make it socially acceptable to say you don't have time. So I'm going to give you a gift and I'm going to tell you right now that if the words you don't have time come out of your mouth again. And, and listen, we're not Look, you, you choose what you do with your time. So, for instance, if anyone were to ever tell me they don't have time, the first thing I would do is I would say, well, I'd like you to do a time study. And you know that I've never met a person who told me that they didn't have time, that after the time study, we didn't find a bunch of time. <laughs> and, and so, again, just, you know, don't say it. And if you are using that as an excuse... You're giving that as this, it's really like the most atrocious gift you could possibly give somebody, which is here, I'm going to gift you with how to make more excuses. Okay, so we all have the same amount of time. I saw something the other day that was, it was about Elon Musk and it was about that they were saying that he had the most, he is the most active CEO. He was on his airplane the most. So, you know, and obviously because his airplane's like a time machine and he can go to different places and get things done, right? So um, now then this leads to the next one, which is, well, that's great for Elon Musk, but I don't have the money. So the next great excuse is I can't afford it. Now, listen, there are things we all can't afford. I understand that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about using this excuse before you ever found out the price or tried to figure out how to pay for it. You know, I was telling someone this story the other day. I'll, I'll never forget this. It was my first office, and I may have told you guys the story. And the guy, guy comes along, and, and I was renting the space from him, and his name was Joe McCann. And he, he stops by my office one day. He comes in, and he's like, Jay, how you doing? I was like, great. And uh, he's like, how's business? I said, it's pretty good. And, and, and he said, Jay, I've been thinking about you. And I said, well, what, what about me? Have you been thinking about it? He goes, I was wondering if you wanted to buy this building from me. And I, I said, yes. Now, you know what I could have said? No, Joe, I don't have the money, right? I mean, but so I said yes. And and by the way, I didn't really know how I was going to get the money or whatever. And then a few minutes later, he says, to, he says this. He says, Jay, and I'm willing to finance it for you. So it was one of those great lessons in had I said, no, I can't afford it, Joe, would he have said, I want to finance it for you? I don't think so, right? 
So I'm going to remind you that the, and I, I can tell you the thousands and thousands and thousands of times people have come up to me and said a variation of, I don't have the money. And then I say, well, how much does it cost? And they go, I don't know. <laughs> and I, so I go, so you don't know how much it costs, but you know you can't afford it. And they just kind of go, ooh, ouch. I get your point. So uh, I've bought a lot of things over the years technically I couldn't afford. And so what's the problem? Well, the problem is this, is that when you say you can't afford something or you don't have the money, you know what you never do? You never do the analysis of how profitable it would be if you bought the thing. So, for instance, you know, if you take a sign and you put up a really great sign, like a $50,000, $75,000 sign, you know, everyone would say, well, I don't have the money for a sign. Well, well, a sign spits off 10 plus new patients a month. So if I take my calculator and I say, okay, if I got 10 new patients a month times use a $2,000 patient average, that's 20000 a month times 12. That's $240,000 a year at rough analysis every year I own the sign. Man, you, you, there is no way it's worth financing the sign, making payments on it, and the patients coming in would pay for the sign. But if you just throw out, you can't afford it, you'd never get to the point of understanding the mathematical formula. You know, it's interesting. You know, it's like... When, when people think about new patient generation, you know, you hear this from doctors say, I don't need any more new patients, right? I always think that's great. I was like, really? You don't? Okay. What do you need, right? Well, we need to be more efficient. We need to be this. Yeah, you need all those. But you know what you also need is to have more patients. I mean, because they don't really understand what the, the mathematical formula is, which is why they say things like that. So you cannot use if, – if you use the excuse you can't afford it, I'm going to remind you again, what, do you, what does your brain do? Never ask the price. Never lets human creativity go into place and say, there are some decisions that pay for themselves. It's like if somebody hires me, I pay for myself. I mean, I'm like, so it's so funny. It's like, well, Jay, I was going to hire you, but I couldn't afford it. Okay, sure. No, see, that is an excuse. That's all that is. And because I could sit down with anyone and show you any membership I have and how it pays for them, pays for itself. So you don't even really have to have money. You just have to be able to make a couple of payments and then it starts to pay for itself. So imagine if you, being the leader of your organization, the leader of your family, the leader of your practice, walks around and just says, you don't have time and you don't have the money. Ugh. I mean, it's like the most crippling thing you could possibly do. I haven't even gotten to number one yet. This is just two and three. These are the ones that these were the I, and I think the order has changed a little bit and particularly based on COVID. So what I want you to understand about this is that oh, get to number one. So the number one excuse in America today is I'm too tired. I'm too tired. So you don't have time, you don't have the money, and you're too tired. Well, let me help you out. We are becoming an incredible lazy society. It's unbelievable. 
people are getting their food delivered, spending 5% of their budget on food delivery services. I mean, did that make you tired, right? The the binging on TV shows is at an all-time high. So listen, you have got – God gave you an incredible machine, brain, body. Humans are unbelievable, right? Just stop for a second and think about the just the sheer majesty of a human being and all the things you can do. You can talk. You can think. You, you have hands, you have feet, you can run, you can put things together, you can lift things up. I mean, it is a miracle of all miracles just being a human being. And the fact that the number one excuse in America is I'm too tired, and here's why I'm telling you this, because if you will put in just a little bit of effort, right, that's your competition, right? Too tired. Too tired for what? You know what, Jay? I'm too tired to show up for a two-day meeting on how to improve my life. Well, good for you, right? Jay, I'm too tired. I, can, I mean, just think about this excuse. And, and I know you're using it. So in other words, I've been watching this post-COVID. I mean, the number of times I'm – so I'm going through with all my clients and saying, listen, you got that's got to go, right? I, you cannot say that. What you need to say is I have lost complete control of my bodily functions and I am exerting energy in the wrong areas and I don't know how to – how to regulate it, to have the energy for the things that are important. See, I mean, say it the way you're really saying it, right? Say I used all my energy up today on unimportant things, so I don't have time for the important things, right? Um, I am, right? Uh, I mean, what, what's the, what are the facts, right? Again, is that real? Um, you know, buy one of those aura rings, you know, if you see if you're really tired, right? Do things, but... The number one excuse is I'm too tired. So here's what I want you to do. Scrub, just like the car wash scrubs the car, and take the next 48 hours and listen to everything that comes out of your mouth and stop every time you're about to think you're too tired, suggest you're too tired. Listen. So we have, we have, it's an excuse, period, and what's so great about excuses for the excuse makers, you know, those that are just really good triers, so to speak, you know, how would you like to be labeled like a trier, you know, and it's in your language. And if you have children, then you're passing it on to your children. God help them. You know, it's like that's horrible. And when you say something wrong, correct yourself, right? I mean, if you say I'm, I'm, t- I'm too tired. Oh, I, you know what? Actually, that's not true. That you know what? I actually did not do a very good job of planning, you know, how I was going to spend my energy. And you know what? Can we do that tomorrow? Right? I mean, there's a way to process it that makes sense. But avoiding things, you know, people use the tired as, you know, I used to do a thing of like burying your head in the sand, right? What are you too tired to talk about money with your team? What are you too tired to get a calendar done? You're too tired to to book tickets to go to the Vegas event. I'm too tired to do this. I mean, those are nothing but excuses and stop BSing yourself. So I'm leaving you with this today. No more excuses. Start with the top three. No more I'm tired. Control your energy. Watch what you eat. Get in the gym. Exercise. There's very simple ways of increasing your energy, okay? 
Get a nutritionist to help you out with what you're putting in your body. Stop saying you can't afford things. I never, ever understood why people say that. I see no benefit at all to saying those words. And by the way, just a little, 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 little thing for you. There's not two sets of people in the world. One set has so much money that they always have money for what they want. I think that's what people think, you know. No, we all have to buy things we don't have the money for. And there's a creative way to do it. And there's certain things you want to buy, certain things you don't want to buy, okay? Stop saying you can't afford it. Do the exercise. How much does it cost? How much would it make? What would the return be? Then at the end, say it like it is. I am choosing not to get that extra $20,000 a month, Jay. I would prefer, because it's so much more fun, to make excuses about my life. If I hire you and I double my new patients in less than 90 days, what excuses will I have then? See, say it like it really is. And, and, and I'm trying to give this as a gift to you, like... If you fix your language, things are going to fix right away. Time, money, and tired. Time, money, tired. Get them out of your vocabulary. Reframe it and just try it. Because when you, re when you say it the way it really is, you'll auto-correct. And, and, and I'm not trying to be mean about it. I'm saying fix your language. Use the right words, take out the excuse. And, and the major difference between an explanation and an excuse is in an excuse, miraculously, you're not responsible. Does that make sense? So if you throw around, I don't have time, oh, it's just so convenient, you know, just, oh, sure you don't. If your team members say they don't have time and then and you notice like it's, you notice you don't have a response for that, right? So again, it's like you believe it. So fix the language. Have fun with this. Hey, make sure you guys get some tickets to come to my event in Vegas. You can go on. I saw we posted something on Instagram today about it, but make sure you're there. It's going to be an incredible event. And all right, I'm out of here. Talk soon. Bye. Ready to lock in your tickets to the Practice Growth Summit this summer in Las Vegas? Learn more and purchase tickets today by calling 770-518-7575.